0: This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Bullpen. I'm Patrick Osborne. He is Brandon Elkins. And you've got us for the next hour here on 1027 ESPN. Hey,
1: buddy. How you doing,
0: Brandon? I'm doing all right. I'm here.
1: I'm excited to be here. It's Tuesday. We're almost halfway to Friday. Yay. Yay. That's
0: uh, something. <laughs> that, that's as you know, I, I've I've made this clear on this show but once before, but as far as I'm concerned, there are two days in the week. There's Monday, Monday Junior, Monday yep. part two, Monday, part three, and so on and so forth. I, and, and then there's Friday.
1: Yeah. So, I, I still haven't got on board with that. That still seems a little strange to me, but
0: Yeah, it's I wouldn't call it a very glass <laughs> yeah. half full kind of way to look at hey, things, but whatever uh, works for you, right? It's you know, I've spent, works I, for I spent you. the last sixteen years of my life working in the news, which yeah. is yeah, it's a lot. Horribly negative. So you know, I mean it, it, it shapes you. at yeah. least at least that's my story and I'm sticking we to get it. We got a front
1: row view of the news now too.
0: So that keep we your do. head down. That we do. <laughs> so we're gonna start things off a little bit differently than we normally do. Ooh, I like that. Live golf. Yeah. Live golf. All of our live golf fans out there. I like to play golf. You got five other guys that have now leaving the PGA two or four live. Uh, looks like Cameron Smith is among the biggest names to yeah, that's be going. Crazy. Uh, 29 year old Cameron Smith leaving the PGA tour for live golf, which of course, uh, was announced today by the new circuit.
1: The worst kept secret of all time though, because yeah. we've been talking about it for at least a month. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it was very well known. Smith is the number two, uh, number two in the world in the official world golf ranking. He won the 150th open championship at St. Andrews back in July. Uh, Chile's Joaquin Neiman, he's the 19th ranked player in the world, along with Harold Varner III, Cameron, mm. Tring- uh, Cameron Tringali, excuse me, Australia's Mark nice. Leishman, and uh, India's Anirban Lahiri. are the, the, the You're names killing it
1: today, trying. You are killing it today, my friend. They're well the done. other guys uh, <laughs> joining
0: Live Golf, uh, of course, being financed by Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund. Really? Yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. You oh know my God! That? I never, I didn't hear that. This is all breaking news. Yeah, stuff that's right so here. crazy! I can't believe it. Uh, Live Golf says the six players will be competing in its fourth event, which starts Friday at the International outside of Boston. Okay. Outside the great city of Boston. How do you
1: feel about that?
0: I, I you know, look, i I'm, I, being the uber capitalist that I am, I, I'm never going to fault a man or woman for what they do. Sure. And, and if the money is out there and you're going after it, and and as far as I'm concerned, if Liv is gonna pay as much as they say they're gonna pay, yeah. then who, it's hard to say no. Who needs the PGA? Right? Legacy? Never heard of it. I get you know, I mean money you've, stru- uh what is it security? It sounds like you've got it all. With I Liv. mean the look, Saudis want to provide it all.
1: Yeah, you get time off and you get a buttload of money mm-hmm. up front and for the match during the matches. Yeah. I, Even though it's really hard to remember when it airs and having to watch it on YouTube. You know, if I was a golfer, I'd probably go.
0: I think I would. I'd I mean, with some of those payouts, like what, like hundred million bucks? I've seen figures of like a hundred million dollars.
1: Well, that's their like signing bonus okay. or whatever. But then, like, yeah, the purses are like fifty mil or okay. something like that. So, yeah, it's bonkers. Like, there's
0: nothing to complain about. I mean, it, so the, so the PGA doesn't want you back. All right. Yeah. So be Bye. it, man. Sorry. You know, <laughs> and and here's something else. I think down the road, right now, the PGA I think is dealing with a bit of a, an ego shock. <laughs> uh, That's
1: to put it lightly, man. You know,
0: yeah, they're they're feeling very uh, self conscious right mm-hmm. now about this new player down the road who just moved in. Uh, I think in a year or two, five, nobody's going to care anymore. The PGA and Live, they're going to find ways to coexist. Sure. So I think this is a I, I I think this is great for for the the five guys that are going. Of course, Cameron Smith probably the biggest loss for the PGA here. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, he's Australian, prime of his career. He's won the Players in March, his first major championship, the 150th Open Championship. Uh, he's a six-time winner on the PGA Tour and a pretty popular player among his, you know, the fans and and his fellow competitors. He came as well. out of nowhere too.
1: I didn't really hear about this guy until about a year ago or so. It feels like. Yeah. He kind of just came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Still young enough to make a real mark on the game. 29 years old. Of course, we've seen PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan suspend players uh, for competing in live golf tournaments even without conflicting events it just, it's just that's so stupid and they've got the uh looks like the president's cup uh the, the international team uh, qualifiers for that are coming up here uh, later on next month yeah
1: ed seems to think that uh, somehow cam smith is going to play that event
0: really i don't know if
1: it's because he hasn't resigned his membership yet with the pga because it doesn't i at least i haven't seen on here well, that that's he not did good. that so i i just i just wonder if i mean I hope he can, because I'd still like to see him play. Because I'm never going to remember when lives on.
0: Well, the president's is sanctioned by the PGA Tour, right? So that yes, would mean that yeah. Cameron Smith and Joaquin Neiman both would be ineligible, disqualified. To play. Yeah, you would think. Huge blow to the international team, which is already a, a sizable yeah. underdog to the Yanks. I can't American's deny Ed knows more up.
1: about me in golf, so I kind of just go with what he says. But you, I mean, it seems like that doesn't make any sense for him to be able to play.
0: No, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think he's gonna. I wouldn't think he's gonna get his way here. But once again. I mean, if you go into that big bucks over there and live, yeah, the Saudis want to pay you. You know what then you're getting yourself into. Go over there, you know, play, live comfortably. Actually, you don't even have to go over there. The first they are playing in Boston on starting on Friday. That's so, true. You know, yeah, like, he
1: doesn't have to go far at all.
0: You don't have to travel over there yeah. every single time you got to play. So,
1: well, good for them. Yeah, let I, them live their lives I, how I support they want. The move. Let them have the career they want. It's theirs, not ours. I support the move absolutely. Yeah. I um uh,
0: and I, and I do firmly believe that in the years that that follow, like I said we'll find a way that both leagues can work together.
1: They just need to get live on a network. Yeah. Not not YouTube.
0: Watch it watch it turn out to be something like uh you know the the NFL and the AFL kind of deal Yeah. where eventually they just merge into one and and all of this flap was for nothing anyway. Yeah,
1: I I the thing that keeps coming to me is I think a network like TNT or I guess TNT kind of works with golf, don't they? Cuz they're Turner isn't CBS with Turner? I want to say I've seen some like, golf
0: coverage on TNT. I, I don't watch a lot of maybe, golf on TV. Maybe
1: TBS or I don't know. Once upon a time, Spike Network tried to play sports games, I feel like. like yeah. Any network can pick it up. You know, it was weird when TBS picked up Conan O'Brien late night. All of a sudden late night was on TBS. That, was that felt weird. weird. But now it doesn't really feel weird when that, you know, the when they change it up a bit like that. So well, it'd I, be cool to see a network like that take over because I know TBS and TNT have really good baseball coverage as
0: well. They do. And I was just about to say, I had a hard time adjusting to that when they first rolled out like division division series right. uh, on TNT. And I'm like, I don't want to. Where's my Fox coverage? Yeah. Even you
1: know? what? True TV for uh, the basketball tournament? Yeah. Like those yeah. random ass channels? Yeah. So, like, any anybody could pick it up. It's just going to probably cost them a lot so of money. So, as long as you.
0: You can properly market it. You can properly broadcast it with with For some sure. sort of panache to make people want to continue. I gotta watching think
1: that that is what they're doing behind the scenes right now. I would really hope so because I feel like they're not getting the eyes on that they want because of YouTube. Yeah, it's just again, like I said to Ed yesterday, if you don't have it on your TV, it's kind of inconvenient to watch it. So
0: yeah, and I'd I'd much prefer to watch golf in person. Too, yeah, so yeah,
1: and I'm not gonna watch it on my laptop. Sorry.
0: No, <laughs> no, I. I I can work up that back sweat sitting there watching something else like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I don't have a comfortable chair. Like I had yeah.
1: my, I've had my chair since like 2008. So, now
0: You need a new one, my friend.
1: <sighs> Man, I just hold on to things until I cannot use them anymore. You should see. Like Frazier's
0: dad. I still
1: Don't get me started on that. One of my favorite shows ever. But I still have shoes from, what, 2012? Remember The Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield? His first movie. I well, I know that it came out. I still have the Nikes that he had in those, uh, in that movie. They still look. No, they look awful. Oh, okay. Like they look like they look ten years old. They are ripped apart. Like the sides are ripped off, and all the mesh is gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty embarrassing, but I still wear them because they're easy to slip in and out of. So,
0: hey, comfort, man. Look, you know, can't you put can, a price on comfort. You can judge
1: me all you want with the sho- shoes I wear. I don't care.
0: Can't put a price on comfort or. <laughs> yeah. It's really uh, not that comfortable
1: anymore. It's just more of a convenient factor at this point. You can't put a price on
0: laziness. Yeah, hey, amen, brother. <laughs> Nailed it. I admit it. It's cool. <laughs> so, uh, from the golf course to the tennis court, we go. Okay. As Serena Williams, we are doing it a little different today. We I are. Like it. We yeah. are. I, you know, we, we talk a lot of Longhorn football, which we will get to we today. We definitely will. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the news just broke not too long ago about the live golfers, and I, I thought a great transition would be over to the tennis court. I agree. Uh, any uh, retirement coming? from Serena Williams is going to have to wait, though. Uh, she won a first-round match 6-3, 6-3 over Danka Kovinich at the U.S. Open yesterday, last night. And, uh, you know, she, she I mean, she's feeling pretty good. She looked yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, you know, all she can really do is do her best on any given day when she steps out on the court. And that's what she did last night.
1: That's what she's always done.
0: It was a sold-out crowd, nearly 24,000 people, and included, included a, just a laundry list of A-list celebrities. Notables. What is it
1: like? Tennis is cool and all, but what brings out the celebrities? Do you it think was they're her. Getting, do you think they're getting paid to go there too? You think? I don't know. Like, so, so definitely Serena. I guess history. Yes, that the makes status sense, thing. But, but even just random matches, you see some of the most famous people in the world at these matches. Yeah, well, like, at some I, of these names I don't. Or... I don't I, I'm not hating tennis. I like tennis. Man, it is a hard sport to play. You need to be in shape to do that. Yes, you but do.
0: Well, look just, at some of these names, yeah, Bill Clinton there, Spike Lee. Uh, Mike Tyson, Dr. Ruth Westheimer was there. Who the hell that? Gladys Knight was there without the pips.
1: Should I know Dr. Ruth Westheimer? She was- Is uh, Dr. Ruth- Is Dr. that Dr. the same doctor, the sex doctor? That's Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yes! Yeah. Shut up. That's, She's still she alive. She was there. Damn. Yeah, she is still alive.
0: <laughs> she was there. Uh, yeah, oh, Martina God. Navratilova was there. I, I mean, oh, man, all man, kinds of drop. people. Video narrated by Queen Latifah summarizing her career to open it up. Uh, she's Oprah really good. Winfrey gave a big old video message afterwards. Uh, it was her 102nd win there at Arthur Ashe Stadium, the most by any player since it opened up in 1997. Uh, she's extended her gr- record for Grand Slam victories by a woman to 366. Wow. Uh, just she's a legend. And and they're they're you know they're calling her yesterday the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it's, yeah, um, at least one of in the discussion. Certainly. Wholeheartedly agree. And the the tickets. Tickets were ridiculous. That's
1: why thing. the celebrities go, because they're like, I can afford can to be afford here. Because they can afford these yeah. $1,000 yep. tickets. Look at me. I'm so cool. So, I, I mean, put this into perspective. I'm not bitter, I swear.
0: There were 29,402 fans in the grounds last night. Wow. Right? The average secondary market ticket price listed at $987. All right? Okay. For 29,402 fans. You know, a lot of those people Ooh. paid even more than that. Ooh. So, that's how people like Bill Bill Clinton could show up there. Right, man.
1: That's a baseball game.
0: Men like Brandon Elkins and Patrick Osborne could never afford. I will to show up at something happily like this.
1: watch it on TV from the
0: comfort of my home. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the offer, but no, thank you. Even a practice session drew thousands of fans cramming in there. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but uh, she's not. She hasn't really announced any further plans as of yet. It, okay. She's still got uh, work to do here at the U.S. Open. Uh, she'll be playing next uh, the number two seed tomorrow. She'll also be uh, playing the uh, doubles alongside her sister Venus. Well, I always thought Venus was the younger sister, but she's 42 too, and Serena's yeah. 40.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I just
0: I just now I love as of how, today learned that.
1: I love how vague she's being. Literally, what they, when they asked her if this oh. was going to be her last event, she goes, "Yeah, I've been pretty vague about that." Yeah. And then she goes, "I'm gonna stay vague about I'm that." I'm just gonna
0: stay vague. You know what? Do you,
1: Serena? You don't. No one does. You deserve to do what you want to do. Have you
0: watched much tennis? You know, throughout your life, like, did you growing up, do you have like a favorite tennis player? When i was a little honest, boy, I did not. When I was a little boy, I wanted to be just like John McEnroe. So I grew up out there in the Lakeway. Name, right? I
1: knew the name, though. I knew he was a total hothead, but also very good.
0: Phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best of his era. Yeah. Um, Hall of Famer. But I grew up out there in Lakeway where we had plenty of golf courses and tennis tennis courts around. And I would go out there sometimes as a little boy, just throwing my tennis racket around, screaming, "You cannot be serious!" <laughs> For no other reason than I just wanted to be John McEnroe. Uh that's awesome. I got a little older. I wanted to be like Andre Agassi, but I couldn't stand it. You remember he had the long hair, yeah, and and, and I, then he I and then he went bald, and it
1: looked it looked very different. I don't know. It I was, think I think the man I it's better not bad. Hair. It was just it took it was an adjustment. Like that's how much I paid attention. My pro- I, I, I knew him. I know him enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I still remember though the old era, you know, the Jimmy Connors. John McEnroe rivalry, the uh, Boris Becker, you know mm. guys like that. Yeah, but I, I didn't, uh, I didn't grow up with much of a, a, a talent for tennis. It, like fact, I, I said, probably I, I would probably kill a grackle sitting on the fence before <laughs> I actually hit a hit. You know, landed a serve that's, inside the box. That's why the
1: fences are supposed to be like thirty feet high. Yeah, so because guys like me, because it was fun to climb over when you were a child and then you didn't actually play tennis in the tennis courts. You played like tag or – you ever played butt ball?
0: We called it butts up at at Lake Travis. But, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I actually uh, uh, had a buddy that was – he he was the the most feared guy uh, out there at butts up. His name was (laughs) Mike Babb. Did you play it the
1: same where you threw the ball at the wall, and Mm -hmm. if you missed it, if you touched it and missed it, you had to run and hit it at the wall? Uh Man, I love that.
0: And if they threw the ball and it hit the wall before you touched it, you had to stand there with your butt. Facing out, and, and they would huck that ball as hard as they could at you. And our buddy Mike Babb, who had an arm like just an absolute cannon, he split a racquet ball in this guy's back. One what? Time. That's how hard he threw it. Wow. Still today, absolute legend for that. Man. Absolute legend.
1: Wait, wait, okay, so where where was this? Where did you play this?
0: This was at Lake Travis Middle School. Yeah, so from Lake so Travis all
1: the way to Issaquah, Washington, we played the same damn game. Same game, man. I love it, man. Same. That's cool. You know,
0: some things are universal. Great yeah. things are universal, and that's one of them. I wish we could have some somebody call us
1: and let us know where they played that game and I, what they called it because I swear to God there's a different name for it in every city, every state, every town.
0: I would be willing to bet, though, that uh, you ask your mod- any, any kid nowadays, hey, when's the last time you played butts up in the schoolyard? They're not only going to not know what you're talking about when you explain it to them. They're going to be like, oh, they would never let that? No, no, we can't even do that. That's assault.
1: Nah. That's well, assault. that's fair because I accidentally, I accidentally threw the ball as hard as I could into someone's stomach where about this same distance because he was standing there and I wasn't looking. Oh. I 180 I and just threw it, and it ended up right in his stomach, and then I got sent. For the principal. Man's got to make a statement. I felt bad. Make, We're make, friends, though. We're still friends now, statement. so it's
0: cool. It's cool. We got more on the way, uh, including some more rarefied air out of Major League Baseball. And maybe some more nostalgia. Who could the knows? Astros, could the Astros? I don't they could maybe. Yeah, well, don't. We'll bring don't this up. Don't say it. We'll bring this don't up. Don't Big possibility it. Don't of a, like a, a, a what-if trade. We're going to throw your way as well coming up. Brandon Elkins, Patrick Osborne. This is the Bullpen. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back. This is the Tuesday edition of the bullpen. He's Brandon Elkins. I'm Patrick Osborne. That is and me. You got us for the next what, 45 minutes. Just listen to what
1: the the voiceover ESPN guy says. That's, that's uh, us. That is us. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I wonder how the hell we got here.
1: Don't matter, man. We're here now. But we are
0: here. Yeah, that's right. Loving every second of it. Bring it. <laughs> so a couple of guys in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Absolutely will not stop hitting home runs. In fact, one dude. Has pretty much hit a home run every time he's come to bat for the best, better part of twenty years, or at least so it seems. I'm guessing that's a Yankee. No, I'm talking about Albert Pujols. Hey, all right, Pujols. Yes, who who, uh, last night entered the record books yet again, homering off his 450th different
1: Major League pitcher. I love it. I love it. That spans what back to 2000? No, 2001.
0: 2002? Is that when he came in? The well, league? yeah, I, I want to say it was 02. And uh, I don't quote me on that, but I, I I it he's he's it's been almost 20 years yeah. he's been in the league. Yep. Uh so it's 450th 22. pitcher he hit a homer off of last night. Uh this helped end in a 13 to 4 route of the Reds. I just this is crazy.
1: Albert Pujols must be so happy to be home in St. Louis.
0: I I I mean he, he it's hard to imagine somebody who's more beloved in that town. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe somebody like Jack Buck, who's not even around anymore. But I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Stan Musial, maybe. But Stan Albert, the man, Albert Pujols, absolutely is. Uh, yeah, he's a never going to have to pay for a meal again in that town.
1: That's I and you know what deserved
0: absolutely. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I grew up not grew up. Uh, that's not the right word. I was not really a big fan of Albert Pujols throughout most of his career. Nobody was. Because he was the Astros killer back when the yeah. Astros were still in the, the National League Central. Yeah. and
1: I wish he would have stayed there, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Uh, the Astros? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been nice. I, I,
0: although it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> because they uh, they got rid of the... Uh, I mean, they brought in this universal DH nonsense. What's the difference between the National League and the American Are we really, League we,
1: we We haven't been able to argue about that, and I have so much passionate energy ready... To discuss oh, the I universal know. DH, I know you do, my friend.
0: Yeah, you, you millennials, you love. Them. And we're
1: talking about next season. Everybody plays everyone starting next season. Have you seen the schedule? It looks so cool. Awful. Like we get to play the Cubs in the in April. Oh yay! All right. Yeah, I'm excited. We never play the
0: Cubs. You know, I don't. I don't know. Look, I look. I never get to see those. I get players. that argument, but I, I've since they implemented interleague play. Years ago, and mm-hmm. it was just like you know, a week or two here and there. Yeah, it was like I, four days. I've had a problem with it even since then. Mm. But I understand the benefits. I understand that teams get to play that they never have. Blah blah blah. But well, anyway, it's just
1: it's just a it's a more balanced schedule, especially for my Mariners who are doing awesome. Hi mom. Um, but they're the most traveled team in baseball. You the know, Mariners? we're in the we're in the corner of yeah. Egypt Northwest. Yeah, what everyone calls it. And we have to travel more than we. I say we. They have to travel more than any other team. They do. It's bonkers. So now that it's more balanced, I feel like they won't want to do that. As Fair much. enough. I'll Fair be enough. A little bit more rested. Fair enough.
0: I still say the pitcher. How did we get bad. here? <laughs> we were talking about Albert Pujols. Because uh, <laughs> talking about it, we wish that the Astros are still in the NL Central. Yes, we still do. The AL West. Yes, we do. Now beyond this 450th record pitcher that he's hit a blast off of. Mm-hmm. This is also a 694th home run overall. <laughs> He's so close. He was tied with Barry Bonds for most pitch, uh, for uh, at 449. But wow. this is this is now Pujols' record at 450 home uh, different pitchers. Uh but of course when it comes to the all-time home run list, Bonds is at mm-hmm. top of that, mm-hmm. 762, but if you ask a guy like me, uh Asterisk, Asterisk, Hammer and Hank with his uh, 755 home runs is the real champ there. Okay. Babe Ruth was 714, followed by Alex Rodriguez at 696. So, barring some sort of weird oddity, baseball's full of them, but I mean, I have to imagine Pujols is going to overtake Alex Rodriguez before the season's over.
1: You would think. I mean, there's still a month or so left in the season. So, well,
0: yeah, there's about a month All he and a needs half. is two to tie him, six to hit 700.
1: Yeah, probably got like thirty something, thirty some odd games left. I really think he can do it. I've been talking to Kenny about it because Kenny's a big time St. Louis Cardinals fan. That's right. And he was wondering when he was still at what six uh, six ninety, if he would even get a little close to that before the season's ended. And now we're talking about he may hit seven hundred. Yeah. And I really think he should not retire.
0: You he's, mean just so we can get it next he, year? I don't know if, if this is this just year? like a
1: like, like a boost of energy he's got because he's back home in St. Louis, and. He just—I don't know—he has a, a younger side of him has come out because of that. He does, yeah. Like added energy. I don't know if that can—if he can sustain that for one more season. Not only just to—not uh, only just to you know—I mean, get to seven hundred. But once you're in seven hundred, you kind of want to boost your numbers up a little bit. Not there. a lot of guys. At on least that get list. close. You could—you you have a fourteen home runs next year if you get to seven hundred this year. Ties Babe Ruth. Yeah. Would you not want to be one of the guys to break Babe Ruth's record?
0: Well, I, you know, Pujols forty two years old, so you know, in baseball age, he's ancient. However, Just doesn't seem like it like right now. you mentioned he does seem like he's gotten found the fountain of youth. And I think uh, I've always thought that Albert Pujols feeds off of guys like Yadier Molina, yeah, and, and vice then, versa,
1: and Adam Wainwright, And Adam Wainwright, because they're yeah. all part of that
0: same crew, right? So, given that fact, another year, I'm sure he's got another year in him if he wants it. And certainly he's going to top 700 homers at that
1: point. Yeah. I would assume that if this might be the plan, and don't you know, quote me on this, but he may say that he's going to retire after the season, or maybe not, maybe not say anything, and take all of spring training off, let him train how he wants to train, wherever he wants to train, who cares, he's 43 now. Let him do what he's doing because it's clearly working, right? And then he'll probably rejoin the team when the season starts.
0: And yeah, why the need for the
1: theatrics? Just,
0: just come out and say it. Because
1: it's it, not nepotism. It's it's it. You narcissism. know, narcissism. He, no, is that the it, word you're looking no, for? No, come on. He's 43 years old. He just needs to hit 15 home runs to you know pass Babe Ruth. Right. Let him train how he wants to train. He doesn't need to go through the grueling days of, oh, of training him. camp because he's he's
0: been through it enough. Let him have a geriatric spring training. Yeah. yeah and, all right.
1: Again, he can train where he wants. He can he can do everything he needs to do outside to make sure he's ready for day one. But, you know, let him join the team maybe the last couple preseason games before this, the, the full season starts. I think that's what's going to happen. He may stay quiet throughout all of training camp and then out of nowhere he's like hey i'm back let's do this 15 home runs and i'm peacing out mr 3000
0: yeah, i mean the way he's been hitting them lately he'll he'll cut, he could i mean if he stays on this pace he'll come real close by the yeah. end of the season he's, he's hit he's he's homered in 3 of his last I mean, 4 he, games he may need less than 14 he may. by next season and it's well we're moving into september now but historically august has been the month of Pujols. i mean i'm just he saying the he, most prolific Home run hitter for the month of August in baseball history.
1: Why can't he hit ten more home runs before the season ends? Right, and then he'd have even less to worry
0: about next season. Yeah.
1: So even less pressure.
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to see him go anywhere uh, for a lot of reasons. He's he's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, even when I haven't liked him, I've always respected him.
1: He's just one of the past legends of our generation, and it will
0: mark the end of an era.
1: It, yeah, for all three of them: yeah. Wainwright, Yadi, and Albert Pujols. Yeah, yeah, man. And and as for where the card- did the time go? Oh, look out behind you! We got Edward Clemens
0: Ed. trying to barge in. <laughs> the great Ed Clemens. Uh, the Ed Cardinals Clemens. also also uh, 21 games above 500 now, so they're having a pretty yeah. pretty. He's going to get to the
1: postseason, potentially his final season. So that's pretty cool. Now, spe- he's been on some bad angels teams lately. Yes,
0: he has. he has. Now, speaking of dudes that hit home runs mm. and don't stop, there's a guy in the Bronx. Ooh, Last did that, name did, Judge.
1: Did that, is this burn? Is a fire coming out of your mouth when you're saying all this?
0: There's <laughs> <laughs> a guy who's not playing in Finley. <laughs> Wears pinstripes and a black hat. <laughs> and probably going to go down as one of, uh, well, already going to go down as one of the greatest Yankees to ever. Possibly, I mean, his, he's still young. Do you remember his first season? Yeah. He, he got had, what, sent 52 back, homers that year, I think. No, right? no, no, his rookie season.
1: Before before he had that big out, the the year before, he actually got called up and got sent back down because he wasn't doing very well. He was doing very well. I
0: seventeen was his rookie season because he was rookie
1: of the year. I think year. he got called up a little bit in sixteen. Oh, I, I, I think I he got I a just, little taste in sixteen. I guess he just wasn't on
0: my radar. Yeah, then.
1: It, it it was on because he didn't really do much. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom, seventeen blows up. I'll have to look, I'll have to check those numbers, but I'm pretty sure.
0: And he hit the scene. I mean, this big six foot seven lanky guy. You know, coming out, going, who's this guy? And then every ball he made contact with just flew over the fence. He's ran- 52 times in his in his rookie year.
1: Imagine Randy Johnson stronger, bulkier, and faster in center field or in the outfield. Yeah. Like, come on! It's a good way to look it's at it. Insanity. At him.
0: So, as of last night, Judge knocked a 434 foot bomb <laughs> over the fence. Man. Uh, and he's now the tenth player in Major League history to record multiple fifty home run seasons. That's only a, that's insane. N- only nine other guys ever did what he did. He did last night. That's
1: crazy. What is this? Is this is only his what fifth season?
0: Fifth? Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen was his rookie. Wow. Year. Uh, they, it still went enough for the Yanks to actually get a win last night. Thank God they lost four to the out. Angels. I know. <laughs> but the, also the Shohei Otani effect. But they're they're out there. I mean, it was it was sold out Angel Stadium. And they're chanting him. Angels fans are chanting MVP at this guy last night. I don't know. New York travels pretty well. Do you they think do. They
1: were. Do you think that was all Angels fans? No, of course yeah.
0: not. I don't believe the Angels have enough fans to fill up the stadium. You <laughs> think you're right? You know? But I mean, nevertheless, <laughs> you know, we, we, when you're in an opposing ballpark and that and the opposing ballpark is roaring MVP at you, you yeah. gotta. You gotta feel pretty good,
1: but you're also talking about a 50-plus win Angels team. Nobody cares, and you're talking about SoCal fans. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, they got better things to do. The Rams are about to start.
0: So Judge now joins Babe Ruth with four. Who who's who hit four? Uh, had four seasons at 50 home runs. God, that's crazy. Mickey Mantle with two. And so he's now the third member of the storied Yankees franchise. Mister, what? Fifty homers? Two
1: point, $2.3 three million dollar baseball card or something like that. Yeah. How much did that go Mickey, yesterday? Mickey
0: Mantle, the Mickey Mantle one. We just had that yesterday. I think it was two
1: point something. One Imagine twenty five years from now, how much an Aaron Judge signed card is going to go for? That's
0: I, I it, gross. Hold on to him now if you've got <laughs> yeah, it. Hold seriously. on to him. Now. We had one other guy, uh, Alex Rodriguez, who yeah, you might have heard him. of. I,
1: I want to always feel happy for him, but he, it's
0: hard. I, yeah, I know. It, it it's hard for a lot of reasons
1: however i will i will go down in history it, by saying i was one of the people who threw monopoly money at him
0: in his first <laughs> game back when he was with the rangers suck us you you're you're one of the first in a long line of people and organizations to throw cash at this guy <laughs> that's fair <laughs> fair
1: <laughs> thankfully mine was fake <laughs> uh
0: but uh, yeah rodriguez hit 54 homers when he was with the yankees one time uh and then he did it once uh as a uh, the Ranger. Actually, let's see. At least he admitted it. At least Both he times admitted it. Two other times with the yeah. Rangers.
1: At least he admitted he cheated.
0: That's why I always have a. And he's a pretty a good broadcaster. Yeah. He never. He had the, the raw talent from yeah. the get go yeah. to be one of the greatest of all time. And he, he ruined it all. Mm-hmm. He, he ruined it all. No matter how much of what he did was legit, we'll never look at it as anything other than tainted. Mm-hmm. Just like Rafael Palmero, guys like that who could have been Hall of Famers, first ballot guys. And now we may never see him in Cooperstown.
1: Sucks. And it sucks. Serves, you're right. Yeah. It, yeah. You're right. You know. Right. I, I, it's just man, they were fun to watch. They, they were. They. They looked. It looked like that was pure talent.
0: Yeah. So Aaron Judge now is on pace uh, for 63 home runs this season, assuming he plays in every game for the rest of the season with the Yanks. Mm-hmm. I don't see that being a problem for him, and he's being like ridiculously humble about this. He's just like, oh, it's just a number. Come on, man! Just a you know it's more than just a yeah. number when you're talking about names like Babe Ruth and Hank. Aaron, I mean, uh, Mickey Mantle, guys like that. Yeah, it's more than just a number. Yeah,
1: it definitely, especially if you get if you start creeping up to sixty. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal. So it's a lot of
0: home runs. And if I'm not mistaken, sixty-one is the most ever hit by a Yankee. Mm-hmm. Which would mean if he hits that sixty-three, he would be the he'd hold the record for the Penn Stripes. Poor Roger Maris. I know. My goodness. I know.
1: Thanks a, lot, like, thanks a
0: lot, Yankee fans. Well, I thought it was interesting you that, almost ruined that, that Roger being. Maris hit 61 homers in 1961. You know, know. It was just something, that's great. Something, that's cool. One of those weird baseball things that continues to just- I love
1: that movie, too. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Billy Crystal directed that movie. That was really good. I like Barry Pepper.
0: Barry Pepper, that's right. he's, yeah, he's the one a good who, actor. He played- I forgot. He played Roger Maris. He's
1: really good in uh, True Grit as well. Yeah. And a bunch, oh, and Saving Private Ryan, Sniper. Absolutely. Pew, pew. Absolutely. He <laughs> was- uh, One of my favorite characters in that movie. So I'm I'm going way off topic here today. I'm I'm glad you're following me.
0: So real quick before we wrap this segment up here, who is your American League MVP? Uh, Is it going to be Shohei Ohtani or is it going to be Aaron Judge? Because I think it's going to be one of those two guys.
1: As much as I hate to say it, because he's in the division, same division as my favorite team, it has to be Shohei. Because for what he does on the field. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he's He's top six in, or he's top ten in strikeouts, and he's just dominating fools. And he and then he's dominating the baseball too. Like he is just a complete all around monster. And as much as I mean, if Aaron Judge hits sixty five home runs, give him the MVP. But that's not really. He hasn't really helped the team with those home no, runs. No, you're right. And, and Otani's got Otani's got a horrible record, but he's also the only good. Been
0: the only good player on that team most of the year. He's got 29 home runs this year, a guy, and that's a lot for his, a pitcher. 29th came just last night. Yeah. So yeah, he's we'll, a pitcher. So yeah, with all those strikeouts, I think you, I think probably a, a good bet. I think if you bet on either guy, it probably. It be a just good seems.
1: Bet, it just seems like the smarter pick is the one who's doing more, even though both team or even though one team is going to go to the playoffs. But those home runs aren't always helping them win. Right. So. Right. I don't know. That's a tough one.
0: Well, make sure you stick around here on the bullpen because we got a little Longhorn talk coming up next. As Texas has found themselves on another poll, top five in another poll, and uh, we'll also find out what Coach Sark thinks heading into the big game on Saturday. More on the way. He's Brandon Elkins. I'm Patrick Osborne. This is the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 102.7 ESPN. And welcome back to the bullpen on this Tuesday afternoon. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, with you. Hello. And uh, we got a little Longhorn talk coming up, but we were talking a little baseball before the break. You and teased
1: a very awful scenario that I don't know why I asked you to bring it up.
0: So, <laughs> all right, you know we talk a lot about Aaron Judge. We just talked about Shoei Otani, guys like that. Well, Shohei, one of Shoei Otani's teammates is mm-hmm. going to go down as arguably the greatest player of the modern era.
1: My personal favorite player outside of my team,
0: and there's a reason. Baseball, the uh, reason I mean. You're a baseball fan, even if you're not a huge baseball fan. You know the name Mike Trout, mm-hmm. right? But guys like Mike Trout don't get the spotlight they deserve because they just play the ball game. That's yep. it. It's yep. not a show for the guy. It's not some big production. He's not. A, he doesn't have to be out there on social media all the time flashing his cash. He just goes out there. He stands in center field. He's one of the greatest to do it. He hits home runs when he's healthy. Uh, yeah, you know,
1: and I, that is one of the my. Most annoying things about baseball is they don't know how to market their players properly. The Mariners are doing a killer job with Julio Rodriguez. Everybody who's listening right now probably knows who Julio Rodriguez Rodriguez is already. Yeah, and he's a rookie. Yeah, Mike Trout is going to be one of go down as one of the best baseball players already in is. history. Already is, and All nobody rounder. knows a damn thing about him. Yeah, only thing we know about him is that he tweets airplanes emojis of where his the next city he's going. Yeah. And that he yeah he just He's hits just a home regular runs fella. and he steals home runs away from you in the outfield yeah I remember uh, when I was in Seattle we had uh, the it was called the pen it's the beer garden and it's in center field and so Mike Trout always in center field every single game we scream hey Mike like just screaming our heads off at him and he'd always interact he I've heard it. that about him he absolutely loved it I've heard that he about fed him. off of it. And we always lost because of it, most likely because he would just dominate. But I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a cool guy. They needed to. How do you not market your best player, one of your best players? And now there's another guy on the team who's also probably going to go down as one of the best players in the history of baseball. And Otani. And we only know him because the national media loves him. Right. Where's Mike Trout love? Right. Give me a break. So I he, know that's completely, once again, off topic. I he, apologize.
0: He's owed almost $300 million. Jeez. Right. However,. There's some news circulating that the Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Angels, Close Los enough. Angeles Angels, of Anaheim, uh, could be up for sale. Yeah, according that's according to the longtime owner Art. I hope Morena, so. I hope so. Right? He's he's the worst. Now this is huge news for baseball because teams don't go up for sale very often, uh, let alone one in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. So with that, you know, if if you make a sale, whoever buys it, I mean they're gonna they're gonna need to whittle down their costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, getting rid of a $300 million contract could be one way to do that. Now, where would he go? Well, <laughs> we're looking uh, looking at here at, at one fan-sided is making the argument that the Houston Astros could put are, are the only viable team that could put together a trade that could bring Mike Trout over if the team were sold mm-hmm. and, 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 and they're in Anaheim and the new owner wanted to free up some cash.
1: I hate to break it to you, but Jordan Alvarez will have to be part of that deal to get Mike Trout to go to Houston. And he's not, not going to lie. He's
0: not on this list. So, well, we
1: are talking about a fan-created yeah, yeah. story I here. Know. If fan-sided is only fans but I, I like, know this site. I
0: like this idea here. Yeah, you. I, I'll bet you do. So under this proposal, <laughs> the Angels would get uh, right-handed pitchers Hunter Brown, Luis Garcia, Forrest Whitley, and Peter Solomon. They'd also go to outfielders Drew Gilbert and Chaz McCormick.
1: No, this is not a fair trade. And the Astros. You add, what, go ahead. What, go ahead. Finish the why, trade. Why? Because.
0: What? No. It's, what, David
1: Fletcher. Yeah. Okay. That's not a fair trade when it's just these two. Look at all the guys. Again. No way. What? What? You no?
0: No. Mm-mm. Look at all I the guys. I don't
1: know these guys. Mike I don't Trout know how good David they Fletcher are. You're talking about
0: four pitchers and two outfielders.
1: David Fletcher is number three as best player on the Astros
0: or the uh, Angels. I mean, Angels, I get that. And
1: bringing him over to the Astros is not fair. Now I would argue <laughs>
0: you could you could pull that trade off Mike Trout for four right-handed pitchers and two outfielders. Mike I mean, Trout alone. Would do you be really worth
1: that. have that good of quality talent right now in in the minor leagues to only trade minor leaguers for this guy? No. Or are these
0: minor leaguers? I don't know these guys. Uh, no, they're not all minor leaguers, but uh, they've been kind of. Some of them have jumped up and down. Okay. Uh, but the uh, the Angels desperately need pitching if they want any chance to move in. Into you're the future. also talking
1: about an in division trade. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Because then you're talking about the Angels have to deal with this team.
0: Twenty or uh fifteen times a year. Right. Wouldn't wanna wouldn't want to, but the Astros would be forced to pay the, the rival trade tax. It that would totally be
1: something Artie Moreno and, would do on his way. And they, out. Would,
0: they, would do, they would probably do all they could to secure a guy like who
1: wouldn't do all they could to secure a guy. That's how bad Artie Moreno is, and that's how badly he needs to get out of baseball because he would sabotage this team both on his way
0: out the door. I swear. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you something. Oh, if the, I swear, if, you de- mm, if the Astros no. got Mike Trout, they would be absolutely head and shoulders above everybody in Major League Baseball for at least five, if not longer, years. As long as he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: he's been hurt every year for so, the past like five years.
0: So it's just something to think about there. Don't think about what it. What if the Angels? Never gonna happen. What if the Angels were sold, and they wanted to get rid of Mike Trout? And what if the Astros picked him up?
1: You're off? talking about a brand new owner taking over from a crap owner. And you want to alienate your your team that much because not only will Mike Trout be gone, Shohei Ohtani will be gone the next year. Yeah. If not traded during that offseason or during the during the offseason or during the season. Right. Because new owner doesn't want to deal with that. You're alienating your entire fan base.
0: Well, that's why if you're going to make a deal like that, you got to be the kind of guy who carries his stones around in a wheelbarrow. Don't forget,
1: know? they still have Anthony Rendon on that team. They do, yeah. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah,
0: I do remember him. Worlds, should
1: have been World Series MVP? Yep. He, uh, he carried that team, uh, the Nationals on his back.
0: And then and he's been nothing but who got, injury who, prone. Who got that? Was it Juan Soto that got the MVP instead? I think, I think it was so. Juan Soto that got so. that. Yeah. that out yeah. yeah. Boo, Nationals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yes. Amen.
0: So, we're going to make the leap now from the baseball diamond To the college gridiron because there's such an easy transition. That's a transition right there. Sometimes you just got to call it. If you make it it sound awkward, sometimes it just is. Sometimes you got to call it for what it is.
1: Sometimes it just works.
0: Texas is fifth (laughs) in Fan Nation uh, Big 12 preseason poll. Uh, This this involves the staffs of three Fan Nation Big 12 sites voting on league rankings. Uh, We're talking about members from the Longhorns Country, Inside the Bears, and Red Raider Review. They voted on the rankings here, kind of like an AP poll. Uh, And top in the list. Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. No followed, shocker there. I know. Followed by Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma State, and then K-State. Interesting. I know. Interesting
1: I, putting K-State ahead.
0: That's why I thought, because then Texas comes up number five on this list, which I- But this is a fan poll, right? It's a fan Correct? poll, but, okay. but I mean, still, you would think that if a fan poll is weighing in on something like this, yeah, you would know better than to put Kansas State above Texas.
1: But we're also talking about a fan base that doesn't need anyone else's, you know-
0: In the Longhorns?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't need to vote where they know where they think they are in the poll in the in the Big Twelve as a favorite. Yeah,
0: Longhorn Nation is certainly an yeah. island unto itself. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, uh, you've got. I mean, the, the the Bears, the Big Twelve coaches' selection, in the preseason poll released in July. They're coming off a twelve and two season, uh, in which they beat Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve championship, then beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Cowboys went on to win the Fiesta Bowl. And they earned two other first place votes, um, so. While Baylor was number one in the team poll, Oklahoma, despite not getting the first plate votes, was actually ranked second just ahead of OSU. And then you've got Texas coming off that five and seven season, in which mm-hmm. you missed a bowl game, came in fifth in voting. That may be that may have some reason to do with why validation. Yeah. That's the word I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah,
1: this fan base doesn't need your validation on where they think they'll be in the preseason poll. No, no, they know where they're gonna be. They're gonna be Quinn Ewers on top.
0: And I don't think Coach Sark needs your validation no. or, or poll validation either. <laughs> in fact, he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty excited about what he's what he's been seeing. Uh, he. Said a lot yesterday during the press conference with mm-hmm. the media. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, off-season full of developments. Uh, it's game week. We've made it here. And uh, Sark is saying, you know, he's looking for vast improvements across the board starting Saturday from what we saw last year. Uh, he says, uh, you mean the mock game that they that they had, really beneficial for everybody. He's loved the new faces. Uh, he's he, he's really excited about, uh, you know, what he's going to see from Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm although he's not taking Louisiana Monroe lightly because they're headed up by Terry Bowden. Uh, he's going to say that. he can he He
1: can't is. say anything of else he is. differently.
0: And eh, we don't know. We don't, we're really going to head
1: to Alabama already.
0: But he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say yesterday about Saturday's Game 1 of the season, and uh, we certainly uh, want to bring more of that to you. So we're to take a quick break here, mm-hmm. and then we'll come right back and we'll talk to you about what Coach Sark had to say and uh, just how much the Longhorns are expected to dominate the Warhawks on Saturday. As we mentioned <laughs> yesterday, they're 35 and a half point. Yeah. 37 and a half. 30, 37, 37. 37 and a half point. Don't uh, underscore it. Point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I don't think too many ifs are worried about this. Certainly nah. coach Sark doesn't sound like he is, but yeah. we'll get into more on that coming up later. Uh he's Patrick Os- I'm Patrick Osborne. You this just is the second s- time I've done that. In
1: the same segment too. You're Patrick, I'm Brandon. Just, nice I, to meet you. I just you.
0: feel like I want you to be me. And that, must, oh. that must be the problem. I don't know here. about that. I, just, I, I need I, your I, Peaky Blinders hair. That's what I need.
1: To, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't do that. You see this hair? This my it's all over the place, man. It's crazy. My Arthur Shelby I haven't had yeah, a haircut yeah. in a year. This is what a year looks like. Arthur Shelby. Anyway, they don't need to hear that. They do not. We'll be right back. This is the Bullpen.
0: This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back to the bullpen, the final edition of this Tuesday edition of the bullpen, post-lightning strike bullpen as well.
1: <laughs> we almost went the whole show without bringing that up. <laughs> bring it up at
0: once every week. <laughs> yeah, you know what? True. I'm going to bring it up once every day we're on the air until that's, they get things fixed. That
1: may be a while. Oh, so. I know. I know. I'm, look, I'm here for it. I, I am here for I'm it. I'm going to wear
0: all of you down but also with also, about this.
1: Another big thanks to Brian, Chuck, and Jim for helping out. Yeah, I kid, but those us, guys are working yeah, hard. They are. Working. I mean... In fact, Literally, they, as we speak, they right, they were right in front of us working. They
0: finally got my news booth up over at the over at the news station. Good. That had been down for more than a week Yeah, and it just tough. added to the issues. It's tough. So now we got to wait for our ESPN studio to be back up and running, and then uh, we'll be taking your phone calls it, it once again of, when that happens. It
1: kind of feels like we're taking the show on the road here because we're, we're in our second different studio in two days. Yeah,
0: we're, we're, <laughs> we're road tripping it in yeah. the Walter White RV.
1: Exactly. Oh, can I just say— that I am almost uh done with season 4 of better call saul and yeah. it might be my favorite show ever. You know that show I've, is I've, incredible. I've I'm heard a lot of
0: people who say they like it more than breaking bad. I am not in that camp. It's been a while.
1: I had it's I'd I'd have to rewatch breaking bad first. I might just continue on. Um but I remember loving breaking bad, but that was a while ago and right now better call sauls in fr- in front of me and yeah. it's phenomenal. Very very good.
0: I think season 4 is the I don't know if I made it into season 5 or not. I think season 4 is where I ended. Not for any other reason than I, I it just didn't keep my attention mm. the way that other shows have. I very much liked it. Fair. But it didn't keep my attention.
1: I only watched it at the gym for a while, so that's how I fell off because I guess like I stopped. Like while you were working out?
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it on the treadmill. That's kind of cool.
1: It helps, you know, pass the time. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch, you know, cuz it's so easy on your phone. Yeah. So i had Netflix on my phone. You just, yeah. Or really you nice. can plug those Usually you can plug your phone into now the treadmills are so crazy technology-wise, whatever. Like, you can watch what you have on your phone on this, like, little screen in front of you. It's a lot bigger, and plug your headphones in. And it's good.
0: Shows how long it's been since I've been to a gym.
1: Man, I remember when well, I thought the cool thing was you had to pedal to keep the TV on <laughs> way back in the day. I thought that was the, the craziest <laughs> invention I'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can watch TV at the gym. Oh, but I can't stop pedaling.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Good old-fashioned manpower. Elbow grease or That's, knee grease, as yeah. it were. So before the break, we're talking a little Longhorn football. Of course, Saturday is the season opener for your Longhorns against Louisiana Monroe. The Warhawks are going to be decimated at DKR Memorial Stadium. Maybe. I don't see Maybe. how they wouldn't. Yeah. 37.5 favorite. Point favorite. You know, but the, you
1: know, I I get that part, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen. I hope it does, because it'd be scary if it was a lot less than that. But
0: now, uh, senior defensive back Anthony Cook, he told Fox Seven here in Austin. He says, "We've literally been waiting for this moment since we took off the cleats." Awesome. So they've been waiting for this since last They're year. They're ready. They're ready. They're ready to make up for that five and seven season. Head coach Steve, Steve excuse me, Steve Sarkeesian Nailed wants it. to see his guys compete and execute a really high level here. Um, in fact, he says there's a lot of excitement in the air right now. He says he felt it yesterday. He felt it in meetings. He's felt it in practice. The volume's getting turned up to 11, so to speak, and uh, especially so. Probably no, no more so than for Quinn Ewers, mm-hmm. who is your starting quarterback on yes, Saturday. Yes, uh, Last game for the five-star QB was when he was a junior at Southlake Carroll. He skipped a senior season. He redshirted right. at Ohio State. Right. And never and had two snaps, yeah. And then here he is now. Here he is, uh, so a like lot four of four million
1: dollars richer later.
0: A lot of attention is going to be on him, a lot of attention is going to be on the program as a whole, yeah. Uh, but I don't think there's anyone out there except for maybe some diehard Louisiana Monroe homers, if there is such a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there is, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody out there doesn't think that Louisiana Monroe is absolutely overmatched. I mean could be an absolute understatement there. Yeah. You know, Um, but considering that they've got, from what I've seen, not the best defense I've ever seen. Sure. uh, In a football team. Sure. That's good news for Quinn Ewers, I think, starting out this season. Yeah. And he's gonna be able to hang out in the pocket a little bit longer.
1: Don't discount what we said yesterday about the confidence going from a winless team to a four win team. Yeah. And then you want to, you know, you want to progress on that here's your chance to take out a nationally known and ranked team for one part It'd make a pretty big statement for your for your you know your your school to to come into DKR and, and beat them but you know they'll be wanting to do that can they do it probably not but don't discount confidence
0: i don't know i like i've seen louisiana smaller louisiana schools give the longhorns hell before especially first
1: game of the season you know things don't always go the way they're supposed to the yeah. first game you know yeah. things happen so
0: but they got to win this one because if they yes. if for some reason they lose to the underdog here, mm-hmm. they're going to end up two and zero or zero and two to start the season. Because there's no as optimistic as I am about the Longhorns winning Saturday, I'm equally as uh, pessimistic mm-hmm. about the Longhorns winning <laughs> against Alabama in week two.
1: Well, again, and if you if they if they actually do lose to Louisiana Monroe, and then they do have to go play Alabama, and they lose that game, guess what? They could they could go 0 and three because UTSA is way better than Louisiana Monroe. Now that's true, and I think they got to go on the road. Or I think I, I I can't remember if UTSA comes here or not. But regardless, they're they're not they're no pushover. No, no so
0: they're certainly not.
1: If you're down 0 2 and you're not feeling good about your team, uh oh.
0: So it's definitely a must but win But that is Saturday. like
1: worst case scenario. It obviously.
0: is. It is. But stranger things have happened. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Coach Stark says you need to be ready for a bigger, a faster, and a tougher season than what you saw last year. Uh, he says, we're bigger, especially up front on offense. We got bigger. We feel fast. He says, I feel speed on our team across the board. As a team, we're faster. We also feel tough. We're like a hardened group, he says. That's the new guys and the old guys who didn't want to lose their job. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I can see that. I yeah. can see that. He's, he's feeling really good. He's saying that everybody's playing like one, one cohesive unit now. It's not just 11 guys, you know. It's
1: That's that culture we always talk unit. about. Yeah. These guys want to play for each other. They want to help each other. They want everyone to succeed, which is only going to help you on the field because everybody is for everybody and not for themselves, like you said.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I I think he's feeling pretty comfortable about uh, year two under Pete Kwiatkowski also. Uh, just
1: Nice to, job on the name drop. You nailed it. Thank you. That I was only, good. It, it only took me four weeks to get there. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the only reason I wanted to mention. I wanted to get his name (laughs) right. Uh, but no, he, he's, he's, uh, you know, just saying yesterday at the press conference, the media veil there that, that he's, he's feeling pretty good, pretty comfortable under Quitkowski now. And, and, uh, he's liking what he's saying. Uh, he's feeling a lot better about the defense now than where we were one year ago. Yeah.
1: And we go back to those weren't their guys though. That wasn't their team. That wasn't their defense. They inherited those guys. Who knows if if those guys bought in or not. Also, injuries were a big factor. But now we're talking about Pete Kwiatkowski has the players he wants. This is his team. Shut up. I I almost (laughs) screwed it up. I got it. I know that. But this guy, we know his track record of bringing his defense up to a dominant level. Like, when he was with Washington, they were the number one defense in the Pac-12 every year that he was there. So... This guy has – this guy – you have the right guy. You have the right coaches to elevate this team. And I think they will, especially with the players they've got. They brought in and recruited.
0: So, uh, speaking of college football, look at that Bleacher Report here. They've got their 2022 Heisman Trophy rankings, top players to watch in Week 1. And the favorites, you're not going to find any – actually, it doesn't look like you're going to find anybody from the Big 12 in their favorites here. Uh, Alabama. On there twice, Ohio State, USC. Uh, Will Anderson with Alabama, C.J. Stroud with Ohio State, Caleb Williams, USC, and Bryce Young for Alabama. USC is getting the
1: Lincoln-Riley effect because I don't remember them do, be doing much of anything lately. Not going to lie, but it's still USC, just like it's still Texas, you know. Just California blah blah blah, teams. blah. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: <laughs> the market more than anything, I yeah. think. Uh, but looking around elsewhere, on their uh, Tier 3 uh, here, I guess – the this is their subject. They say the team needs to cooperate. I see Bijan Robinson's name on here as you a, better as a top contributor uh, among the uh, the contenders there in Tier Three in the Heisman race. But looking at Tier Two again, USC, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, Utah, Ohio State all represented there. Not a lot of long of uh, University of Texas representation in this in these rankings here. Look, I think Robinson I mean, is the only name that I'm seeing mentioned anywhere.
1: Right if Bijan Robinson has a Bijan Robinson year, he's going to win the Heisman. I don't have any doubt about that. Just
0: throw a little, uh, throw a little Bijan
1: Mustardson on it. And, That's right. And, a Little uh, tangy, a little spicy. Yeah.
0: Flavor explosion. I'm still kind of jealous that you got to try that stuff already.
1: Ah, uh, and it's funny. I I had to stop by again there today, and I almost thought about just grabbing it real quick and bringing it over, but
0: I'd have eaten it. I'd have taken it just a big old dollop right off my finger
1: (laughs) we'll see we'll see what i can do we'll see you can just go buy it yourself too yeah yeah
0: (laughs) a lot of violence happening recently around the uh national football league or at least happening to to players yeah uh brian robinson has been released from the hospital we he he actually was out yesterday when we were on the air but of course uh for those of you don't don't know he was shot over the weekend uh and looks like he was hit twice uh, once in the glute and also in the lower leg there in D.C. on Sunday evening. He underwent surgery. Tweeted out yesterday that everything went well. He says, God is great. He's feeling all right. <laughs> Good. Uh, he's going to be meeting with doctors now to determine the extent of his upcoming rehab. Uh, but the timeline for his return remains unclear, although Ron Rivera, Commander's coach, thinks it's he's he's kind of optimistic he's going to be back on the field. I was going to say,
1: season. hopefully it's not career-ending because that's just awful way to go out, especially your first year. Yeah. Not even your first year yet.
0: Metro Police there in D.C. have released uh, some, some footage of the potential shooters, but I don't believe any arrest has been made as of yet. <sighs> yeah. Now, uh, also speaking of violent crime and the NFL, a prosecutor this week has announced a, a sprawling indictment targeting members of uh, what she says is a violent street gang that's been targeting Atlanta-area homes of famous, famous people.
1: I saw that.
0: Including Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Oh, no. Also, uh, other entertainers like Mariah Carey. Uh, Atlanta, no, United, not Mariah Golden. Carey. Well, that's what you get for with that singing the ballad for Christmas song. I mean,
1: I have heard that song. Listen, you every put, Christmas since I was uh, what, f- whenever it came out, because yeah, my sister has always been obsessed with that song. Now it's just a running joke.
0: I don't know. You, look, you put a horrific earworm in somebody like that, <laughs> you pay the price. You pay the price, Mariah. I'm not gonna lie, I don't hate some of Mariah's music. No, I'm kidding. I'm just giving her hard. Nobody needs to be uh, robbed. Uh 220-count indictment, though. Wow. Uh, char- charging 26 people, most of whom are accused of violating Georgia's anti-gang and racketeering laws. These guys call themselves the drug-rich gang. They emerged in Ooh, 2016. Clever. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> carjacking. I know. <laughs> well, like, you know. The- <laughs> Nobody said these guys were, uh, like, master that's criminals. That's like
1: Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Taser face. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: look at that. Carjacking, kidnapping, armed robbery, shootings, home invasions. Uh, also targeting some uh, social media influence as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Calvin Ridley's Instagram is just full of images of him wearing expensive jewelry. Shocker. Reason number Shocker 30, they got robbed to not yeah. flaunt what you've got.
1: And he's got the year off, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of time on his hands now.
0: Now, here's a, a fairly disturbing story uh, out of Buffalo. An 18-year-old woman who's accused former Bills punter uh, Matt Ariza and two other San Diego State University players of gang raping her wow. as a minor. Said she is telling her story. Says she was left bleeding after the alleged assault took place at an off-campus party in October. Jeez. She, told, she told this to uh, CBS News. She, the woman's remaining anonymous, that her phone was taken from her, her piercings were ripped out, uh, and that uh, two of his college teammates allegedly assaulted her for more than an hour last year at a Halloween party.
1: I just don't understand people's brains sometimes to just, to think that it's yeah. okay to
0: do something like that. This is the kind of unbelievable, especially to a minor. To a minor, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of crime that I, I just, it's got uh, put him under the jail. Written all over it. Yeah, and this guy made it
1: it all the way to the NFL before anything happened to him. How messed up is that? Obviously,
0: this is all alleged, right? He, I mean, he hasn't been convicted in any court of law, but certainly, if this is true. Uh, then what? What this this poor woman is saying is just awful. She went in and out of consciousness during the attack, uh, and
1: that's your whole life down the drain now yeah. because you're because of the trauma of of something like that, and the fact that it took a couple more a, a year or two for this to finally break out and just have some sort of punishment. I mean, the bills immediately released them after the accusations came out, so good on them for that. But. Matt they don't parents. need another. They, we don't need another Deshaun Watson. No, we, in the do. NFL. we do not. Oh God! I said his name. We had we have two minutes left. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, you, you disappoint I me. I ruined it. You disappoint me. I. I may as well just retire. Mm-hmm. I keep mm-hmm. stepping on boss's headphones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his parents, Ariza's parents, say in a statement that war has been waged on their son. Oh God. Son. Okay. Sure. And also, just to wrap up this great little uh, crime great and way punishment to end segment <laughs> here, New Jersey man sentenced today to 36 months in prison for posing as a former player for the Patriots, which allowed him what? to purchase family versions of the team's 2016 Super Bowl championship rings and sell them for hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's hilarious. Good on to, him. He's only got to pay back like 63 grand of it, though, for restitution. So I'm yeah, not how sure much, if punishment how much he deserved there. Yeah. He basically made it out like he was Tom Brady, like he was doing this for Tom Brady's yeah. nephews. And then eventually they realized Tom doesn't have any of this. Oh this my really God. Good. Genius. I know. I know. It worked out. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the bullpen. Appreciate you uh, sticking around with us this afternoon, Brandon. And uh, yes, Brandon and I will be back again tomorrow. Make sure you stick around later on this afternoon. Ed and Beto coming up. we got Paul Feinbaum up next. Yes, See sir. you tomorrow. See you.